0: Hi everyone, today I'm speaking with Preeti Daga. Preeti is a marketing and communication specialist. Today Preeti is going to share with us how she climbed the corporate ladder and broke the glass ceiling from someone who started to work as an executive officer and now she heads corporate communication for a leading not-for-profit organization of Melbourne. So let's talk to Preeti. Welcome, Preeti. Welcome to your career down on the show.
1: Hi, Nesha. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: So, Preeti, can you give us an idea about your career journey? Where did you start and how did you end up doing what you're doing right now?
1: Sure, Nesha. My background is actually marketing, communications, and public relations. And I guess I'm one of those fortunate ones that started in this career from the beginning and I've been in it I didn't really have to move around my choice of profession, so to speak. So I've been quite lucky that way. It all started back in 2003 when I finished my college Mm -hmm. uh, and got an opportunity with a PR agency to do some work. Sure. I said, why, why not? I had done my bachelor's of arts uh, honors in English. Yeah. And the opportunity came by for to work for one of the leading PR agencies in India at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I joined them thinking that I'll probably work for a few months before I'd pursue my master's. Mm-hmm. And it so happened that I joined them and I did well and I enjoyed what I was doing and I kind of grew in that organization. Mm. Uh, over a very short period of time, which I guess once you get a flavor of working, you really don't want to give it up. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was very enjoyable. It was a great learning curve for me. Yeah. So I continued, I guess, in that professional journey with that company while also doing my master's alongside. Right. So I didn't give up the job to do my master's. I Mm. try and balance both. I did that yeah and, and I worked across a variety of clients so while I was working with the agency so I had quite a good work, I suppose in learning the fundamentals of public relations and media and journalism mm-hmm. at the time my background in English honors certainly helped absolutely um, but yeah it was a profession I suppose learned, I learned it's a hands-on learning for me yeah so, there are a few years before I decided to make the move to the other side. So, I joined the corporate world, um, mm-hmm. worked for Philips Electronics and joined their marketing and communications team. Right. Yeah, looking after the consumer durables division, which was one of the biggest for Philips at yeah. the time.
2: Yeah. And um, that
1: was in India. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. all in Delhi. Sure. Uh, so, my background in Delhi, I, I studied there for bulk of my when and I worked there. For initial part of my life, mm. my career, decided to move, uh, have a change, move mm. overseas, and chose Australia and came here. So I guess it was a huge step and a big change, I'll not imagine. knowing what is to come. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I did purely made it and wanted to. I guess, test the waters here and see what I could do. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I moved here and started, I had a job in hand from Phyllis, but I really didn't go on with it because it was based in Sydney and I wanted to move to Melbourne.
2: Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, because Phyllis wasn't in Australia at the time. It is Absolutely. kind of gained ground later on, but they were working sure. in medical space, but mostly focused at Sydney market at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, well, when I moved here, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Mm. My background's uh, quite universal. It's the skill base, yeah. um, the experience I had could apply anywhere, yeah. uh, I suppose. So, I applied for a few jobs and I guess fortunate enough to be called for
0: interviews. Yeah, the interviews. Okay.
1: So, from memory, it's almost 10 years ago now, I applied for three jobs and yeah. I got called for all three at the time. So, so you're
0: a lucky one. I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think now. so you know doesn't happen
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult now yeah the stories i hear i was lucky whatever it was all the stars were aligned in my life I, yeah. <laughs> I guess got the interview calls uh went for this company called community housing limited mm. It was for a media coordinator at the time. Yeah. It was only really focused on media side of things. And yeah. I suppose I just coming fresh from India and I yeah. had a very open mind things. things. Sure. Um, when I went for the interview, I was very upfront. I was, yeah. I'd done my research on the company, of sure. course. Absolutely. Uh, I did all the homework that I needed to mm. do and be prepared for the interview. So really, I guess, gave informed answers and openly, I guess, give my feedback on lots oh. of things that I thought the company wasn't doing right, right. in the media sure. space from, okay. from the little recent that I did. Yeah, I guess at that time, it was just testing water, so sure, I wasn't absolutely. nervous about anything. I was like, we'll see, yeah. I'll be open about things. And yeah, but before I knew, I mean, I, I came back <coughs> home, I remember, mm. the very same afternoon, I got a call from them to say that we'd like to offer you the job. Wow, And
2: that's pretty quick. I
1: was flabbergasted. It was very, very quick. Yeah. I couldn't believe it.
2: Yeah, like the, yeah. But
1: they were quite happy with, I suppose, what I had sure. to say, and they could see that I bring some improvements to the organization yeah. and, and deliver some value in that Absolutely. role. Absolutely.
0: So, look, I think your story seems to be more like a fairy tale um, yeah. story <laughs> in the employment sense because you applied three jobs back in two thousand seven eight, and you secured mm-hmm. three interviews, and on the day that you went for the interview, mm-hmm. you got the job. So, I think a lot of our listeners would probably be jealous of. Uh, what happened at that time. And at the same time, I think, obviously, you did not experience that many challenges as a new entrant into the marketplace. But obviously, since you did not work here, what are some of the work culture or the cultural shock or the the things that you had to do deliberately to integrate in the culture? What are some of the things that you had to do?
1: Yeah, look, I'd like to say that my start wasn't as challenging in terms of getting a job. Yeah. But assimilating into a very different environment and culture was a very conscious effort. Sure. And I had to consider how I was going to be and how I was going to adapt myself to a very different work environment, to very new colleagues, to a very different style of working compared to India. I used to travel a lot back in India. So, yeah. you'd have really long hours of work back there. The work culture would be very different. Yeah. So, it was a change, a positive change, but still any change is difficult and Absolutely. it did take time to grasp that change and see how you might fit into it oh. to my good fortune the organization that i started working for were very welcoming my boss mm. at the time i remember was quite really accepted from where i came from sure. and he gave me the room and the space to mm. learn earlier and learn about life you think not to do that but yeah it wasn't from the day go I joined that I was under pressure. I think myself being, if I can say, I look for perfection in things that I do. Sure. So I kind of make things harder for myself. Sure. Not I don't want to leave store anything unturned. I would give my hundred percent to things and I would take it upon myself to do over and beyond that is expected. So I think yeah. people around me might expect a little less, but I would put myself under pressure out. Know? Sure. So yeah. When I joined the organization, one thing I noticed was how diverse the organization mm. was. Mm. It was a new industry for me to learn, it was a new sector. I'd never worked mm. for a not for profit sector before. Right. And yeah. compared to India, where mm. not for profit sector isn't really a parallel sector to a public or private
2: absolutely
1: it was a big change yeah in terms of understanding the mm. the dynamics of the sector and what it mm. presented and the challenges and funding from the government and how the interrelationship between mm. sustainability of an organization with the mm. funding that they receive and how resources are tied. with that work for the private organization things were very free-flowing absolutely so when I started working for this not-for-profit you know, well, there were limited budgets and yeah. in fact your hours your work everything was counted for yeah. which in India it's a different style you of course work for a certain number of hours every week but yeah. I don't remember in my working experience that, that I had to really think about every hour there.
2: Yeah, you true, know, But true.
1: it's very different. You have to do your specific number of hours every day, every yeah. week. There's set break time. There are set little timings or to time out from work and yeah. stuff like that. So those were some of the changes. And if I can say, very professional here. Yeah. They, they actually value personal life. And yeah. they like that work life balance. And yeah. yeah. they like to do their work for eight hours, putting their best in that, and then okay, at eight hour one minute, I'm ready to go home.
2: Yeah, that's you right. know,
1: and no one would call you yeah, after exactly. that time. Yeah. I Agree. suppose Agree. it's your time and no one does anything with that time of yours. So it was a big change coming from a very different environment. Back yeah. there. So yeah. and then I guess to have people that don't really speak your same language or not from your culture and don't share your same leanings, how do you into that. Yeah. I guess I've always been very fascinated with different cultures and huh. learning about people and learning about their habits, colleagues that I was working with, that I was quite positive, like I mm. saw them as positive things that I could learn mm. and I guess implement in my own working style. Mm. So it became easier because I was open to learning, I was open to sharing, I was open to yeah. knowing about them and I think mm. that's why people found it easy to work mm. with me. Yeah. and vice versa a simple example like yeah. you know going out for a coffee i wouldn't turn that offer down i'd say ah, yes right. yeah. i'm gonna go with you and True. get a coffee going True. for a lunch lots of people bring lunches but yeah. sit together and share a meal and talk about things yeah i know a lot of people friends from i guess who've come from india and other ethnic backgrounds they tend to i guess group together, group together. and, and somehow yeah. yeah and not feel that they can get involved with yeah, other people true. or share my experience was very contrary yeah. i think because i guess opened myself up they were open to being with me as well exactly. and it was a give and take yeah and they were fascinated with where i came from and Absolutely. wanted to learn about the culture because i was open to yeah. learning from yeah. them yeah.
0: but that's a very it
1: made good a huge point,
0: difference. that that's a good point and i think i would probably share my own experience i also did not open up when i when i came here it took mm. a lot of time for me to open to my work colleagues mm-hmm. for simple reason, honestly, it might sound silly, but I consider myself that I can crack jokes, but I could only mm-hmm. crack jokes in Hindi or Gujarati. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for me to translate that into an English without knowing the local context, the sports mm-hmm. context or the political mm-hmm. context, it did not make a lot of sense. And I struggled. My now I remember my first Christmas party that I went to, I probably hardly spoke 10 sentences. I just enjoyed my meal. Mm-hmm and looked at it was right at the at one of the yacht club Mm. i just looked at the yachts and i just wandered around and Mm. i struggled so i think what you're saying is very important is to be open and to allow people to talk to you and to allow other people to ask you a question and i think simple strategy that you said is going out for coffee
1: absolutely i think if i closed myself down at the time i probably wouldn't have made the friendships and learned about a new country as yeah. much as i did it. and i guess i hadn't i went in with an open mind yeah which worked in, in my favor, <coughs> and, and people like that i think most people are pretty accepting Yes, absolutely. And want to help you. One thing I learned, I kind of noticed with people here was because everyone's come from different parts of the world, even the Anglo and the Caucasian friends of mine, they are far more accepting and wanting to learn maybe because they are more widely traveled than some of the other people. I guess now, of course, it's a global economy. So other people travel everywhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Talking 10 years ago, traveling wasn't as frequent. I agree. You wouldn't. But people here, their life revolves around travel. Yeah. So they're more widely traveled, so they're more accepting. But if you actually don't open up and share with them, they yeah. how would they get to know you? So yeah, I guess my fascination about all those things uh, helped me a lot in yeah. assimilating into this culture and I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn what they do, what they eat, where they go, yeah. what their local life is, what sports. It Absolutely. It's interesting.
0: Absolutely. And that reminds me that you know sports is a big thing here. Right? Mm. Huge. Mm. It's like take my kids off to their sports with winter they've got different sports, summer they've got different sports and they have mm. to be doing a lot of activities. So there's a lot of things around sports. And I think if you observe one of the one of a wise men told me in Australia that if you want to know about our culture, observe our sports. Mm. You know, Australian rules, footballs, or their rugby, it's a tough game. Yeah. Very competitive, but they don't carry any cheap on their shoulder. Once it's done, they can have a beer. Yeah. both the components can have a beer and have a chat about how the game went so there's no animosity mm. there's a lot of competitiveness isn't it
1: it is absolutely true I mean you brought a very beautiful topic here I remember when I first joined my mm. company because footy was a very new concept we never heard yeah. about it right?
0: absolutely not though. No.
1: Doesn't exist anywhere outside of Australia.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
1: now it, it is, I guess it's going to places, but at the time, not really. And I remember talking to my colleagues and I said, Look, I'm a football, and of course, we love cricket. What yeah. is footy? And they were like, Oh, we've, and they actually started taught, you know, I guess challenging each other in whose scheme. Am I going to be? Yeah, um,
2: that's, that's a you know, that's a difficult
1: choice. <laughs> it was, and I was so naive because I didn't know. It was a really good friend of mine at work, and she loved Hawthorn, and she backed for <laughs> Hawthorn football club. And she's like, you gotta come for a game with me, and I'm gonna get you a scarf, and I'm gonna get you a hoodie, and you're gonna be a Hawthorn <laughs> fan. And I was like, okay, I love to watch games, and yeah. I've never been to a hoodie game. I love to go to the MCG, so yeah. I'm happy to go. And I did, and she got me all those things. Yeah, and I from at very day I was. Was a Hawthorne fan, so <laughs> till date, Haw- Hawks are my club, though. Yeah, that experience I'll never forget because it really introduced me to walking into their life yeah. and what they love here and how people engage with each other. And yeah. it's through music or it's through sports, and booty is the biggest way to, I guess, integrate into the culture here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: I loved it, I absolutely yeah. enjoyed going to the game. I was fascinated by what it was. It was a mixture of football and rugby, and yeah, and- yeah. Everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just being at the MCG and seeing so many fans, and yeah. it was wonderful. And yeah, exactly. I guess I never look back after that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I fully agree with you on that. Sports, if you enjoy thing you probably make friends. As mm. an entrant, you'll probably find common interest and you never know how where that helps you in your career.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it was a great conversation starter. I got to know the game a little bit and yeah. they were very happy to share the knowledge of what it yeah. was with me. Yeah. And I could then understand the conversation and I guess participate in some things and try to identify who the players were and what they do and learn a bit more about the game. Yeah, absolutely. It really opened up my mind, my life, lots of new friendships and it made things a lot more easier, I would say. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So now let's go back to your career. You started a job in a big not-for-profit organization and now you currently lead their digital media, their marketing, and their public relations. Is that right?
1: Yes, that's absolutely right.
0: right. Yep. So in you know, obviously 10 years, you, know, you have gone through various stages in your career. So right. tell us some idea about how did you make that happen? What were some of the challenges in terms of your skill development, like technical mm. skills, and also the soft skill development? And how did you manage this, uh, pretty?
1: Yeah, look, at one level, 10 years seems like a really long time. But on yes. the other, I, I feel it just flew by. I uh, imagine.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: it was a very enjoyable 10 years. Yeah, look, when I started with the organization, yeah. we won that big. It was a company that was only in, in Victoria, just starting out hmm. in Tasmania and kind of spreading its wings in Timor, which is the country outside of Australia on the top. Yeah. I suppose... My personal and professional growth happened as the company grew mm. as well. So as it was, I guess, spreading its wings, I got opportunities to learn more about what the organization
2: mm. was
1: doing, uh, where I could fit in and put it in it. Mm. Uh, in challenges, there were many and there always mm. were challenges, of course, you know, being an outsider, a newcomer who didn't know much, yeah. I really put in the hard work of, I guess, understanding the local landscape. Mm. And And getting on top of it, it wasn't something that was served to me. I had to invest time and energy and really myself in knowing where, I guess, particularly in my company's context, what the industry looked like, Mm -hmm. you know, where it was going, what was the future, where did my company sit within the scheme of things. Mm. And I guess based on all of those things, I could undertake initiatives which would Mm. make my company stand out. And of course, my role was media and marketing, I guess, it evolved into marketing later but it was about raising profile it was about raising mm. awareness of what we're doing it was about connecting and yeah. take at, at the same at the same I, time I
0: did you also, you said that you continue to look for opportunities to find mm. out where your role could be growing, mm. what things are needed. So for that, did you do some simple things? Did you go out and network with people to figure out where you could take the next step? Or was it more around you figuring it out by yourself?
1: Well, It was a combination of few things. Mm. I did reach out to people within the media and marketing space. I At the time, there was a, a consultant... Uh, My company used to work with, uh, he was a media consultant and he was really good, but Mm -hmm. he had very limited involvement in the things that he was doing but I was lucky enough to tap into his I guess mind mm-hmm. and his skills and his experience to tell me things that I could do. So in a way he was my mentor. Yeah. If you mean I could sound off ideas right. with him, talk yeah, to him and yeah, it was really, yeah. really really good to understand and, and I guess see if I was doing a good thing or I could improve somewhere because there was no one else in the organization mm. that was similar skill set as mine or industry as mine mm-hmm. so I had to find someone to I guess, share and exchange and learn mm-hmm. and grow. And so he's an Aussie and he was fantastic. Sure. He was a former journalist as well. So right. I could pick up a lot of things from him. Right. I always believe in continually learning and upskilling yourself. Mm. So I did a business and management course here as well. It was an executive course for about nine months because Mm -hmm. I was working. I didn't want to take time off. So I used to work Monday to Friday, nine to five. And then I used to have classes in the evening and on the weekends, Mm -hmm. assignments and presentations. So that was a great way of establishing a broader network. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess a wider network of like-minded professionals and people from other industries and and share things off. Mm -hmm. It was brilliant. It really helped Mm. One of them even today, and we catch up every now and then, so, and a great way to learn stuff, I guess at that very time, the whole Google uh, mania started,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> search advertising, digital marketing, all were buzzwords at the time. and I had to literally just see you know this is where the future is. this is sure. where it's headed, and they take over the world in the next ten years, mm. I and mean, surely it has. I guess learn. Those things as well. So I uh, enrolled myself in vacation courses like with ADMA, from Vecchi, Advanced Learning. I used to have network groups mm. uh, where we used to do presentations other sectors. Yeah. I guess over the time demonstrated that you know I could take on additional role and I, mm. I was doing myself and I guess the company's value in all of that. Yeah. You say and it's bringing new things and is moving with the times. Mm. So they thought of investing my time in me rather than having to look outside somewhere and yeah. having a humanization for that mm. long, uh, I kind of know it in and out. I know the people. I know its culture. Yeah. And I'm committed to what they sure. do and I, I love the vision. So yeah. it all kind of came together. Yeah. yeah.
0: So before we close, you mentioned something about the informal mentor that you found Mm. I find that Mm. very very interesting because I've not seen many migrants finding and really investing into that mentoring informal mentoring was Mm. it like a deliberate effort that you put in to find a mentor or did it happen by coincidence and then you kind of rolled with it
1: I think it happened both ways in my instance uh, I happen to know that person but it took a bit of an effort to reach out to them outside of it Mm -hmm. and my the comfort, zone, so that I would want you to be my mentor, and would want you to learn and grow. I would really appreciate your time. Mm. and they were good enough I always find that if you reach out to people the people will always say yes mm. I, I suppose in today's time with the whole advent of LinkedIn you've got to have that initiative and you've got to have that knack and yeah. if you reach out to people people will come on board that's yeah. what i feel. And yeah. relationship
0: yeah but it goes both the ways I think you also have mm. to demonstrate that you are serious about this you also have to sort of commit to that invest the time necessary so that the other person Person opens up and gives the knowledge necessary so i think there's an effort that you have also put in into that
1: absolutely you've got to take the initiative yeah i think it's not going to come to you if you yeah. want to learn you want to grow you want to acquire new skills or you yeah. want to gain ideas you've got to go and, and make those connections
2: yeah
1: i did that and it's, yeah. it really helped mean, my career, yeah. My
2: professional yeah. Life.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine, yeah. I would imagine. So before we finish, so what are mm. some of the things that you can tell us, tell the audience of, whether there's a, someone who's arrived new or someone who's settled, what they should do to advance their career? What are some of the things that you could
1: say from your experience? Mm. Look, I think you have an open and you make an effort. Don't just say, okay, I'm going to give up and this is not happening and start blaming yourself or blaming things around you. It's one of those things that you've got to persist and put in your best and every time in your best and say that things will come around. Mm. So never give up. You've got to take the initiative. You've got to establish connections out of your zone, join groups, look for mentors. One of the things that I did over the last five years is I joined lots of community-based groups and I could contribute my skills and I could learn in turn and grow my network. Mm. And it's really helped me as a person Both personally, I joined the AFL, I joined... Cricket Australia I joined you know as you know Australia India Business Council Um, I've been part of many other groups over time and I feel if I can give value that organization can receive value they would value me and I think in every instance it has worked both ways yeah I pursue my hobbies uh, in many things done some movies here as well because I was into theater back in India when I was in college
2: yeah
1: I was like I can try this why not and it was just an avenue but I made some really long lasting. Friendships, yeah. and I would say, you know, a lot of those people would today recommend me yeah. in a lot of areas. Mm. That wouldn't have happened if I was just sitting at my home and just staring at a True. window and not God, oh, what am I going to do? True. You know, I it took effort. I had Gosh. long hours, and many times I yeah. had to sacrifice a lot of my evenings, my imagine. time. Yeah, but I gained a lot. Mm. I made really great connections with people. I uh, established some really good networks. Yeah, I've done lots of those things, and. Yeah. I guess like the public speaking as well. So I've actually, once I got comfortable with my subject and I knew the audience, I've actually gone out and delivered presentations and shared mm. that knowledge with Yeah. as well, which really helped me gain my, improve my confidence levels Absolutely, and open up to people. Like yeah. today, I don't feel that I fear or I have shyness in going up and talking to someone and start a conversation.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And I won't say that happened from the very
2: <laughs> day because... Yeah.
1: You get nervous, you start thinking, am I saying the right thing? Do I yes. know this? How will the punch mean? But as you do make those initiatives, take those initiatives over time and you get confidence, all that fear and the shyness goes, goes away, away because yeah. you know what you're doing. You know? Absolutely. You get confidence. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So
1: I would tell people, anyone who's coming new to the country, yeah. stand your ground, be confident, yeah. take yeah. the initiative, yeah. add value, learn new things and share things. You'll always stand out when you do that. True. People will notice and it will help you professionally immensely. And I'm really lucky that my company supported as True. well. And, and yeah. I am positioned that I am right now because they see me delivering value and helping them. So Absolutely. it didn't happen the very first day. So no, it wouldn't.
0: <laughs> I, I agree with you. It must have been quite blood and sweat both in order to arrive where you are. Look, Priti, thank you very much for sharing some of the insights. And I'm pretty sure that the listeners will find it useful and will be able to apply to their career straight away. So once again, thank you for being a guest on Your Career Down Under.
1: Thank you so much, Nesh. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you.
0: Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that.